Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. Thanks again to Kevin McCloud for that super funky intro and outro that you'll hear hopefully at the end. Um, so this is the first recording I've done since I launched the Spliff Podcast and I'm really excited. It's been really good feedback from people I know and people I don't. Um, I'm, I'm hearing really good things and a lot of awesome things have happened uh, since I started recording. The DEA got shut down by the Federal Superior Court uh, against dispensaries. Nothing yet against patients, I believe, unfortunately. Let's see what else happened. Oh, I actually helped direct a judge to hopefully get a recommendation from a doctor. Uh, That was pretty awesome. I've had a few friends really embrace CBD, like totally not pot smoking people at all who usually maybe get sick because of it or just really don't enjoy it. They tend to maybe get social anxiety. Uh, They've had CBD and they really, really were surprised by how much it's helping. And that feels really awesome. You know, listening back to, of course, I want to mention a couple things that I wasn't thinking about at the time. Um, I got a new order of Actitubes from Amazon and they have a new kind out that is a slim version and it's meant just for rolling joints actually. So clearly I wasn't the only person who was using the filters to roll joints with. And it's, it's interesting. It is kind of better for joints, but they don't have the plastic tip on the end. They have two ceramic tips. And that that's a little different. I haven't used one yet. I guess like you could just flip it around and use it for both sides, but one side's usually a little bit more indented and that makes the paper burn even faster around it, which kind of changes its flavor a little bit. But I'm still really happy with them. Plus, they were hell fucking cheaper. Uh, they were... I think like 30 cents each um, and that was even after the currency exchange because I had to buy them uh, off the British pound unless you're in the UK you could probably just get them off of uh, wherever but if you're gonna get them shipped to you in the United States you uh, you have to do the exchange rate and not all of the vendors are going to ship to the states, so you just have to find that uh, but super stoked totally stocked up on my actitude filters now and i still have some of the bigger ones too for if i want a bigger blunt style i got filters yay i'm smoking on some dutch treat that i got off a friend of mine she totally kicked me down thank you sorry okay it's really heady and giggly and makes me laugh so it's a really great choice for the podcast obviously I don't have to focus and look at my outline at all um I recently also went and stocked up on some CBD flowers and I got another favorite of mine which is a dragon's breath blend it's a San Francisco dragon's breath and that's been really great I loved it when I first got it but lately it just kind of makes me a little bit too wired and anxious and doesn't give me that real spinny cerebral high that it used to and I got a new one called Cinex that's a Cinderella by Vortex cross that was really cool it smells really uh the the bud tender totally described it perfectly she's awesome she said it tastes or it smells like beef jerky and it does and it's so awesome that uh, I think it's called umami. 
and it's like they take it from the Japanese and it means savory. And the fact that the cannabis plant produces that kind of like savory smell and taste. I mean, if you can smell and taste it, the cannabis plants can probably produce it with its combination. There's so many combinations that it has. But anyway, neither one of them really worked for me. The Cinex was a little too mellow. It was nice. It didn't give me anxious at all, but it didn't give me any creative energy either. It would have been really good for anxiety, um, but I wanted some creative push. And so I mixed them together, just like I said, and holy fuck, did I get high. Holy fuck, did I get high. It was so awesome. It's worn down a little bit since then. I got like a half eighth of each and I'm almost through it, but it's still better together than it is apart. And then if I smoke them apart, it's still a totally different high. So it's been really fun to uh, to play with those two. Oh, uh, another thing I wanted to mention from the last podcast was to, to, to remind you to start slowly when you're starting out because it is an adverbial and requires the Lee. So instead of start slow, start slowly. Uh, and another thing I remembered was that you can actually smoke using solar hits if you're, I guess, camping and stuck without a lighter and happen to have a magnifying glass. You use that to direct the sun into a tiny pinpoint of heat that could potentially spark your bowl. That is the idea, but uh, I ain't got time for that. I know nobody got time for that. So maybe if you get stuck in the woods, though, that is your option. That's the only time I could see myself doing that. I don't know. Some people probably got time for that, but not me. It's been really funny. Most of the feedback that I'm getting is from people who know me, and they're like, you don't sound... It's you, but it's not you. But it's you. <laughs> and uh, admittedly, it's going to take me a while to warm up. And talking into a microphone isn't quite like talking in conversation because the power of editing is super awesome. <laughs> uh, you get the censored version of me, which probably sounds a lot better. And that's probably where it comes from. Wink, wink. But I promise, guys, it's totally me. So let's move on. It's been long enough. Let's get into vaporizing. Uh, vaporization. What is vaporization? It is using application of heat to activate the terpenes and cannabinoids in cannabis without combusting the leaf material. So the cannabinoids are in the little crystals, the trichomes, the little resinous outputs of the cannabis plant. And through gentle application of heat, you can activate them and they create a vaporization at certain temperatures. They act differently like lots of other molecules do. One of the stages is vaporization and you can actually tap into that. It's a great option for people who have asthma. It may not still be an option for people who have advanced uh, things like COPD. I'm not sure. I've never talked to anybody who had COPD and was vaporizing. I think most of those people tend to opt for edibles and different things, but your body, you know yourself. Um, there are a couple of different ways to vaporize, uh, especially in the recent years with dispensaries really pushing 
the options and technologies, uh, the most common and the oldest version is using surface area and gentle heat through a mesh screen. And most people usually end up smoking through like a hookah tube. The Buddha box is one of the more popular and oldest retail versions out there. And there are a lot of portable vaporizers that utilize that same kind of method. I don't care for the pens myself, but there are a lot of box style. The uh, the packs is one that I've tried. They have the packs too now, and I haven't tried that one, but I'm assuming it's worth the extra money and it brought down the price of the packs. So that's nice too. If you need the cheaper option, it's still a really solid option. I don't like the pens. They suck for flour. You need like a ceramic plate and it really just heats the bottom flour first. It never really heats the top of the flour. So you've actually burned the leaf material before you vaporize the cannabinoids and terpenes, trichomes at the top of the flour pile. So that's, and there's like springs you can use. It's always uneven and I, I don't find it to be the most efficient vaporization method. One of the most efficient is the Volcano. Uh, it's also one of the most popular. It's the one with the bag that you hit. You vaporize the material into the bag. Now everybody vaporizes at different levels. There's also an analog version of the Volcano and a digital version. The digital version is really great in that it allows you to hit specific temperatures to activate specific cannabinoids and terpene options that might be best suited for you. But it is going to be a little bit more expensive. I think volcanoes usually run for $360, $360, and I think the digital runs for like $425, the last time I checked at least. Uh, which probably was like eight months ago. And I got a stoner memory too. I didn't actually look it up before I said all that. So take it for what it is. But volcanoes are really cool because of the bag. Some people use turkey basting bags. Those are a cheaper option, but they do have their own bags and it's all about fit. But you grind your material and you do the gentle heat. And what it actually has is like a, it's like a blow dryer and it pushes the heat over the plant material in order to maximize the heat over surface area and then you collect it within this bag and I don't know how it works but the cannabinoids don't break down the terpenes you can still totally taste it at the very end of the bag a lot of times they they keep I don't know how all that science works but I do know that I really like smoking up a volcano and it is a gentler, slightly different high. It's uh, it's calmer in a lot of ways. It, it comes on a little bit more slowly, but then it hits you in your eyes a lot harder. It's it's uh, it's a little different than smoking. It uh, it isn't for everyone. Not everybody likes it. Some people they really like to feel that hard hit. And a lot of those people, when they use the volcano, or if you have a big party and you've got to spread it around a lot, uh, they end up turning the heat up hot enough that you actually do start to burn the leaf material. If the leaf itself is brown, if you get a little bit of that popcorn-y taste, 
then you're actually burning the leaf. And that isn't quite the same thing as vaporization. It's still a lot easier on the lungs than smoking bong load after bong load is, that's for sure. But it isn't true vaporization. For true vaporization in a volcano, your bag should be pretty clear from what I understand. Uh, other ways that are easier to vaporize are the pens that use either the tank, the wick tanks where you can put glycerin into them or uh, PG propylene glycol solutions. Uh, sometimes it's glycerin with PG. Sometimes they advertise that there's no PG and it's just a CO2 extraction or a solventless extraction. Those all require different methods of vaporizing. Like I said, the glycerin is going to take a wick tank. And um, if you want to use the CO2 tanks, those are usually going to come pre-filled. And you have to buy those in different milligrams. They usually come in like 250 milligrams up to, I've seen, I think like 1,000 milligrams. But usually 400 to 600 milligrams. They even have them for CBD, and they can come with uh, strain identifications. Sometimes they just come as indica or sativa. I definitely recommend knowing the strain first. That's definitely a better way to go about doing it, but you don't always have that option. So find out as much information as you can. Um, they're great. They can taste a little funky sometimes to me. I know in California that part of the problem was nobody wanted to give their flour to this process. And so a lot of the cartridges are made with trim material. Um, I've been able to try cartridges out of Colorado and they do taste way better than the cartridges that I've tried in California. I don't even really bother with the cartridges in California anymore. I have had a couple of cartridges that I use when absolutely necessary, uh, when I really need to take a hit, but I don't enjoy them as much. But they are a really great option for vaporization. Uh, it's also different than dab style pens or pens that are made for wax or crumbles. That's totally different dabs or 710 if you ever see that if you're familiar with 420 but you've never heard of 710 let me introduce you 710 is the 420 for dab nation for the people who like to use concentrates and vaporize those the vaporization of concentrates really comes down to how good a quality product you're using if you have an oil that has a lot of plant material in it or maybe a hash that has a lot of plant material in it it isn't quite full melt then you're still going to vaporize a lot of the material but you're going to end up with a lot of crusty leafy burnt material at the end of it and that's different than a lot of the wax that's out there what's really dab that'd be shatter earwax butter honey oil uh, rosin, live resin, clear concentrate, honeycomb, sugar, etc., etc., etc. Now those you're actually using a coiled uh, 
oftentimes ceramic atomizer. It, uh, it heats up like a little soldering iron and you're going to have a dome or just a cap. Um, I prefer the domes myself because when the oil heats up, because it isn't as efficient as uh, some other methods, it starts to bubble and splatter. And so the dome kind of gives you an opportunity to collect all of that in a way that is easy as opposed to say the cloud pen or a lot of other similarly styled pens that just have maybe a plastic tip uh, and it gets really messy and then it spills all over it's still better than nothing don't get me wrong but I use them in a pinch uh, they're convenient but they're not the most efficient those are all different than personal vaporizers, which are becoming a lot more popular too. You have uh, the e-nails, um, and uh, which are electric nails, and those are oftentimes they're like kind of like soldering irons that are made with hopefully specialized metals that are made to heat and actually be ingested through your lungs. You want it to actually have some money into it uh and the good news is that you used to have to pay like two thousand fucking dollars for these things and now the price is coming down to where i think i saw one for like 170 dollars i don't know the quality of it but for 170 dollars if i had that to kick around i would totally drop it on an email I also saw this personal vaporizer that was like a quick heating nail. It was kind of like a mask. And I tried to ask my friend where it was again. She showed me this video. It's this crazy contraption. You just push a button and you have your dab on it and it quick heats and then it quick cools and you just get a nice fat dab hit and it's super amazing. She said it was like $450 and once... I find it again. I will absolutely share that with you. There will be a link on the blog. There's always links on the blog for things I talk about. If I talked about something and you didn't see a link on the blog, but you checked, just let me know and I'll find what I was talking about and I'll hook you up with it. I promise. But moving on, you have electric nails and personal vaporizers and they all employ this idea of a dab rig. One of the things about dab is that it looks nefarious. It looks like it's crack. It looks like you're freebasing, which you kind of are, but you're freebasing cannabis and terpenes and medicine. And as we embrace concentrates as a means of medicating, as a legitimate means of medicating, the technologies will just get better. And we're starting to see that uh, in our options. Now, dab rigs have a lot of different options. They can have glass nails. They can have skillets. There can be hot heads. Uh, they can be, you want ones that are made with titanium they can be domed or non-domed i prefer a non-domed titanium uh, skillet myself uh, there's this thing that i saw that's called a noodle i have no idea it was on some site uh, westward.com and they had this thing called a noodle and it actually has liquid butane in it and 
the uh, the sparker inside and it's all self-contained and you just put the dab on it and boom but that seems dangerous because it's glass and glass is it's not forever um but i would love to see somebody actually use it another option that we have are hellstones now hellstones look because you need a torch to use them again they're one of those you know sinister looking methods that a lot of people aren't going to be comfortable with but what they do is they allow you to vaporize the concentrate over a volcanic type of rock so the rock heats up and it vaporizes your concentrate and allows you to get the vaporization apparently without having to smoke any of the butane um it's not my favorite but i know a lot of people who use them uh it's also better if you have hash or crumble probably not if you have a shatter or a live resin or a clear concentrate something really oily you want something that's going to be a little bit more solid maybe with a little bit more of the plant wax still in it it can work pretty well for those uh you can macgyver uh things if you have some hash i know i oh man i came back from england and i had two grams of hash from amsterdam and i had no hash pipe uh for whatever reason i had no access to any weed at the time i wasn't smoking as much weed then i was drinking a shit ton and part of the reason why i wasn't smoking as much weed was just because i couldn't get weed all the time but also because I was drinking so much that I was breaking a lot of pipes when I was trying to smoke weed it was terrible don't do that but moving on I was stuck with these two grams of hash and so one of the things that I did uh, with a really good quality hash that's been pressed nicely and is bricked you can actually just take off little bits of it stick it on a pin Light it on fire, let it catch, blow it off, and then as it smokes up, you put a cup over it and collect the smoke. Then you use a straw to suck that smoke in, and that's your hit. It isn't super satisfying, but it's a way to do it. You can also heat knives. Uh, they're called knife hits. And you just take the material and put it underneath two hot knives and use a two-liter bottle um, that's been cut off or a funnel of some type, basically, is the idea in order to suck up the hit. But again, that's if you're in a pinch or if you're at a party. It's not something that I do regularly. It's usually something you do late night in the kitchen when you broke all the pipes because you were drunk right <laughs> that's when you use it yes uh let's see here again if you're in a super pinch you can use hot rocks uh nice good clean rocks are an option uh they make hot rocks i believe just for that purpose for you to drop for you to heat up with a torch and then you drop your dab on it and you just you funnel that shit into your lungs uh like a knife hit would uh, I know I've used a soldering iron when I didn't know any better and I got really high, but it messes with the taste. Uh, finding the right 
dab rig for your preferred concentrate is really important because it's all about what kind of taste you're going to get and the taste that you're going to get is going to lend to the experience that you're going to get. I'm very much a, a believer in good tasting material. Uh, so another way that you could do it is you just put the concentrate on your weed. It's a way to bolster the potency of cannabis that may not get you high anymore, isn't the super greatest quality you've ever had, or just to fucking change shit up a little bit. Uh, apparently that's called twaxing. If you use wax, it's, um, I don't know, somebody at Mass Roots, which is a forum, is claiming it. I don't know what the fuck twaxing means, though. I'd like to know, like, where it came from. Like, why is it twaxing? Where did the tea come from? Anyway, uh, but you can also do it with hash or oil. Like, uh, there's those corrupt rocks. That's, a, I think, a retail line where they take nugs, they roll it in honey oil, and then they roll it in keef. And that's just kind of like a nice little stoner treat that you can throw in your bowl and smoke on for a really long time. Um, again, it isn't the greatest tasting. It's going to hit you like a fucking Mack truck. That's one of the reasons why I don't smoke it very often. It's for those people who like holding it in and like really fat hits. The Corrupt Rocks or similar products are the perfect thing. And you can make your own if you buy a grinder with a keef collector or you're a grower and get a, a tray with a keef collector uh, and then you can make if you don't want to make the bho honey oil you can also make it with uh, a an alcohol solution that just also kind of depends on where you're at geographically and what you have access to you really want to make sure you have really good material if you're going to be smoking it and that means industrial grade refined very nice alcohols or acetones or things of that nature that you might be using as a solvent use good shit all right that's one of the reasons why bho tends to be used a lot too is it's easier to access uh on a clean level on an ability to get it a solventless tested level uh, which a lot of other things can't concentrates get kind of a bad rap because they are really potent However, remember that the most potent way to get THC is still by prescription and is available through a pharmaceutical company, 100% synthetic THC. doesn't get any stronger than that. It doesn't work all that great for most people, but it'll definitely get you stoned. But the other problem is that there have always been concentrates available. We've always had hash. And there have always been people who have been able to make really, really great hash. Whether you wanted the Moroccan blonde or if you wanted some sticky, dank hash. There's just been really high testing potency hash available. And the biggest problem was the consistency of potency. Um, it was a problem that pharmacists had in the early days of prohibition, and it was one of the reasons why they actually fell back as a legislative power against prohibition. It's really interesting the way that the tables have flipped on that whole thing. I can't wait to talk about it more in the history uh, episodes. 
But the fact remains that concentrate forms of cannabis have always been available, and people worry about the addition of these volatile solvents, and there are great ways to purge them out, and they can test as solventless. And one of the reasons why they aren't going out of fashion, despite being volatile and problematic with law enforcement, is that they match the I'm probably going to fuck this up, but they match the isomers that are in cannabis. Butane, pentane, hexanes, they all pull certain things out of cannabis and leave other things behind. They leave the chlorophyll behind, which is what allows you to vaporize a shatter so easily without leaving really anything other than an oil slick, if that sometimes Um, I've been doing a lot more dabbing lately and my lungs are really enjoying it. I cough up a lot less phlegm, especially yucky phlegm. Uh, I'm a big cougher though, so I'm always coughing and the phlegm production is cut down a lot. That means a lot to me as somebody who wants to use their voice professionally. We'll definitely look into what brings about the differences in various concentrates, shatter versus honey oil and and things like that. Um, But I want to share one of the things that I've recently discovered, which is using shatter as a topical. I went to yoga one day and a couple hours later, my back just started kind of vice gripping and, and I was really scared because I've had that feeling before in my shoulder and I was out for like eight weeks because I couldn't not use it at first and I've had other back injuries and it just, I was like, I don't, I don't need this right now. I don't need this right now. And since I've been doing a lot more dab, it's been shattering all over the place and landing on my feet and on the bottom of my phone and I've been trying to find a way to utilize this non-smokable dab this non-vaporable dab as it were because now it's got cat hairs in it and carpet hairs and epithelials and god knows what the fuck else and I'm not going to smoke that so I had been putting it in with my topical cannabis coconut oil and that that's been cool it takes a while to to emulsify but it does it as long as the coconut oil is warm I don't have to do anything else to it, and it makes it a lot more potent. I was really happy with that. But once my back started to to vice up like that, I was like, I wonder if putting just the wax on there will help. And so I took teeny tiny little dabs, and I took little bits of parchment paper, And I just put teeny tiny dabs on the parchment paper and I put the wax on three different places in my back where the pain was the worst, right in the center. And I shit you not, within five minutes, I could breathe again. Like the pain was so bad that I was starting to lose my breath. I could move forward. I could pivot forward. I could pivot back but I couldn't stand up or sit up straight it really really hurt to just be in an upright position and with five minutes of applying this shatter on my back 
I could breathe again. Within 15 minutes, I I could sit up straight again without any worry. The pain was still there, but it was so manageable. I, I, I can't even begin to describe to you how relieving it was. It was a miracle. It felt like a miracle. Like, I know I started the podcast with, like, it's not the miracle drug we all wanted to be. But this is the part where I'm saying this shit is a miracle, yo. One of the things that this says to me, because I've tried it with a honey oil. And one of the things about honey oil is that it's going to be more oily because it's activated. The THC is bioavailable. It has been activated. It has lost the carbon molecules and it has a different texture, just like it can vaporize. It can be oily or when it has its acidic form, THCA, apparently, this is what the chemist uh, I've read are saying, it has a crystalline structure. So when you have a shatter that really shatters, uh, it might uh, bend and snap. Those are my favorite. If it, you can get it in there and then it just snaps off. Sometimes you lose it, but it's got just the right amount of terpenes and it's manageable. Um, but it still has that crystalline structure so that it snaps really nice. Those are my favorite. Those are what I've been using for pain. And that really tells me that THCA does a lot more for pain than I ever thought possible. I didn't know that it would have this kind of pain relieving properties. And since it is concentrate, I just need a teeny tiny amount, though I might want to place it in a couple different places. Uh, I use parchment paper because it doesn't absorb the oils. Uh, You don't want to use wax paper. If you're buying concentrate and anybody gives it to you in wax paper, you give that shit right the fuck back to them. Because the the problem is that like substances meld. So you're going to end up smoking the wax paper in the end. But parchment paper is your best option. I take a little parchment paper, I put the concentrate on there, I stick it on my skin, and then I put a band-aid over it. And that usually helps it. These have lasted in place for pain for up to 36 hours for me. They're significant, which makes it significantly more affordable than a lot of the transdermal patches. And it makes it a lot more convenient than having to constantly apply lotion, which is what I normally do. Um, I've used it on knee pain. Uh, Sometimes my knees swell and it helps with that. I just put it on a bruise that I have. Uh, I'm a peach and I bruise like one. And I swear to God, the half of the bruise where the concentrate is, is almost completely healed, where the half that it wasn't is still just as bruisy and purple and gross as ever. And I can't wait. I'm going to photograph it. I'm going to do it again on my next bruise. I'm going to show you the difference. It blows my mind. When I was at the ASA conference a couple of years ago, one of the things that they had a, uh, a lecture on was cannabis and cancer and one of the things that they discovered was that if you feed cannabis to its receptors cannabinoids to the cannabinoid receptors on a constant basis it does the most good like you can constantly hit your receptors with cannabis and one of the challenges in treating cancer is 
getting those cannabinoid molecules where they need to be and keeping them there in a perpetual state. And they have incredible technologies that they're working to cover the cells in order to kind of like keep them there, I guess, make them tacky or, or not make them tacky, but um, keep the cannabinoids from degrading. I have no idea how that technology is coming along, but it blows my mind. In the meantime, a concentrated form of cannabis for me in the form of a shatter has been an incredible relief. And the downside is I end up with sticky spots all over my back and with sticky spots all over my clothes and sometimes my chairs. And sometimes I walk out and I've got pieces of parchment paper stuck on my back because I didn't put in any band-aids there. <laughs> and I look like a weirdo, but I don't even care. The pain relief is incredible. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's it for now, you guys. I am super excited. I got this done. Now I got to edit it. If you want to learn more, if you're wanting to be part of the vaporization community, I know Fuck Combustion is a website that is very active. It's a forum style community. I don't go there too often, but I found a lot of good information when I need it there. Um, and I believe it's just fuckcombustion.com. I'll put it on the blog, though. All right. And I got through this whole thing without smoking, but I did take a lot of dabs. So let's safety. I'm going to hit up this, this Dutch treat. Smoke some bong loads. It's been a while. That's not true at all. I was smoking bong loads all weekend, and I came back. And I could feel the difference from the dabs. I love dabbing now. It's so tasty and fruity and cerebral. I woke up with the migraine today too, so it, it helps with that. I've been dabbing some Sour Kush, which is a phenom of headbands or headbands a phenom of Sour Kush. I'm not sure how it works, but it's not quite the same. It doesn't feel like you're wearing a headband. It just gives you a nice change behind the eyes and sits a little bit heavier in the body but it sure as hell is better than nothing some of the questions that I've gotten recently too I want to talk about those um somebody asked me in the safety meetings the things that I talk about if that's a sponsored thing and it's not I would love to have sponsors one day that'd be super awesome but for now everything that I'm telling you about is because I think it's a really great product that has totally changed my life in some phenomenal way and I just can't stop from sharing if any of those companies wanted to sponsor that'd be super sweet if anybody ever does sponsor you can absolutely be guaranteed that you will know that that is something that I'm being paid to say and I don't really plan on endorsing anything that I don't actually want to endorse um I really want to be honest with you about how I feel and I've got some pretty strong opinions that I feel aren't being expressed in the community in general and ways that I'd like to see science directed. But I wouldn't just take the money and tell you to do something because, nah, trust me. The hemp light, the Bovida packs, uh, the ActiTube filters, those are all things that I use on the regular and I share on a regular basis. So I'm just throwing it in like everything else. One thing that I would like to try is the nail crown. 
It's a silicone container. If you're using dab, then you definitely want to get a silicone container. There's a lot of different options and none of them really matter. Uh, even if it's oil, sometimes oils will purge into the silicone though. I, I don't know. I think it might be dependent on the solvent or it might be a plant wax that's mixing with it. But when you have a really nice shatter, silicone has no problem holding it. You still want to use a little piece of parchment paper though. Uh, again, you want your dab to come in parchment paper. You don't want it to come in a plastic container because then you're scraping off plastic. You want it to come wrapped in parchment paper, preferably, or a silicone container. So, but you still want to keep that parchment paper because what that's going to do is allow you to use the heat from your finger to soften the dab up enough to be able to take a little piece off with uh, your dabbing tool, whatever you're using, be it glass or a metal piece. Uh, but you're going to, to warm it up with your finger and the parchment paper so that it doesn't stick to your finger and it comes apart easily. That's my trick for you. All right. Keep the parchment paper, warm it up with your finger first. I tend to forget after a while, I get totally comfortable. But since I've been using it that way, I have cut down on my lost dab significantly. I'm very proud of myself. All right, you guys, I think that's it for me. Thanks for safetying with me. I had super fun with this Dutch treat. I smoke some more. If you want to know, I believe the Dutch treat came from the Anaheim Patient Collective, APC, and the Synex and San Francisco Dragon Breath came from the Higher Path. Gotta love those cool beans over there. And next time on the Spliff Podcast, we're going to talk about edibles. I can't wait. Ciao for now.